Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra. I'm your host. And it's tit wars. It is tit wars tonight because everybody is fighting. Russia and Ukraine is fighting. Chris Rock and Will Smith are fighting. So it's boring, right? Tit wars. Anyways, I'm not going to talk about the whole Chris Rock and Will Smith thing because Honestly, I think a millionaire smacking another millionaire in the face because of a joke is pretty lame, especially when the Russian oligarchs are getting poisoned at peace talks. You know, all those, the Russian oligarchs, the ones that got their yachts taken away and their bank accounts frozen. Anyways, they're over in Ukraine at peace talks, you know, so they're trying to get their ship back, I guess, and they're getting poisoned. Uh, what, what was his name? The the guy that owns a Chelsea football team, soccer team, whatever. I don't know. I'm not Russian. It's got a ball. Okay. Anyways, Roman Abramovich. I think that's how you say his name. Roman Abramovich. Anyways, he got poisoned. So I looked him up and listen, for an old rich guy, he's hot. I totally bang him. And listen, if you haven't noticed by now, I am here for the dick, okay? That is it. And I have been coast to coast, and there is nobody to fuck. I have not been laid since I, before COVID, all right? So listen, I, I know they're broke, and they're not doing too well right now. But listen, I am willing to sell my pussy below market value right now. Totally. I mean, isn't it called dumping? Like, you know, when China sends all their cheap products over here and sells them below market value, I will dump my pussy over there. You don't even have to gas up or staff the yacht. I don't care. We don't need a chef. We don't need a captain. I will blow you right there at the docks. I don't care. That's how desperate I am. Anyways, you would, I mean, listen, you would think, because I'm at Mike's all the time, so I'm around men all, well, I don't want who I don't know what they are anymore. Anyways, but I'm around humans with penises, okay? I don't know what they identify as. I don't ask. But every now and then I'll see one and I'll think to myself, I'd, I'd bang him or whatever it is. I don't know. But then they'll go and they'll do something stupid like shave their head. And it's like, you look like a Nazi. Like I'm not into the, I'm not into the shave head Nazi look. Unless you're Edward Norton from American History X, I'm not interested. I mean, now there is a Nazi I would let come all over my chest and write a swastika in. Anyways, but fascists, man, they're, the world is being overtaken by fascists. Fact. Anyways, so big news. What, and it's funny, the stuff that makes the news, the important stuff that people should be concerned about, never make the news. Anyways, so a bunch of law students at Yale decided to get together and shut down a panel discussion about free speech. Yes, law students shutting down a panel about free speech. There was two lawyers, females, by the way, speaking of fascism, I mean, only in America would a group of law students shut down two female prestigious lawyers. They would they shut them down. Anyways, so one of the lawyers, Kristen Wagner, she is a Christian conservative. The other lawyer was a liberal atheist. And I guess the students weren't happy with the, obviously, the Christian conservative lady because 
she it was her law firm and i think maybe even just her but that represented the baker the cake guy that refused to bake a cake for uh two gay guys's wedding anyways listen the the outcome of the case or whether or not you thought he did or did not have a right to not make a cake i mean that's irrelevant to the fact that these women were talking about the importance of free speech and how two women completely on polar opposites of the spectrum could agree on one thing, the importance of free speech. Because, I, I mean, and, and I'm, listen, and I'm a liberal atheist. I'm a liberal atheist. There, I said it, okay? So I'm kind of biased on some of this stuff. Obviously, I, I look at some Jesus freak that doesn't want to bake a cake as whatever actually you know not anymore i really don't even care because they're not they're not getting mad over the fact that he's it doesn't matter okay it's the fact that they are shutting down a panel about free speech i don't care what the outcome of, of the case was that went before the supreme court i don't care what your opinion is about the baker who refused to bake a cake for a gay couple the fact of the matter is the man was sued, and in America, if you're being sued, you have a right to counsel. So by them shutting this, this speech panel down, they're saying that the man didn't have right to counsel. And listen, I, I don't care. I, I think he should have made the cake. I mean, one, it's just a bad business decision. I mean, come on. But two, I, it doesn't matter. He still had a right to counsel. So... And and as a and as a, a a liberal, you know, I tend to like veer to the left on a lot of issues. But as I've gotten older, I'm starting to see a greater value in the conservative voices out there, and the lawyers, and the ones that are defending free speech. Because I'm also a comic, so if someone asked me what a woman was, depending on the day, I don't know. I might be like, the ones with tits are women. The ones with tits are women. And, you know, someone's going to get pissed off and someone's going to try to cancel me. So I need the people like Kristen Wagner that's going to defend me. I mean, I could probably do it myself, you know, be, but I'm not a lawyer. I'm a comic. I would just get up there and be like, look, by me saying the ones with tits are women doesn't mean that men don't have tits, too. Right. I mean, men have babies now and anything with nipples that has a baby gets tits. See, I just took you guys full circle jerk. I circle jerked you guys. Anyways, whatever. I'm just saying, if that is the best Yell has to offer, we are in trouble. Because I, I know it's, it's easy to look at the, these cases and these students and think, oh, well, they're just young and they're idealistic and, you know, they'll eventually grow out of it. But no, they don't. It's not a phase. You know what? They grow up and they turn into fascists. Yes, the same fascists that go and work for Google and Twitter and Facebook and decide to, you know, squash the Hunter Biden laptop story so their presidential candidate wins over another one. And look, I, I, one, I didn't vote in this past election. I'll probably never vote again, honestly. But just the fact that they squashed that story should really concern all Americans. Seriously. I mean, not only did they squash the story, when the New York Post first posted it, they took it down. Then they they froze 
the New York Post for two weeks. They couldn't post again for two weeks. And then anyone else who tried to post the story, their accounts were frozen. You know, so of course they couldn't, they didn't just take it down. They froze your account. So then you couldn't like complain about having your account frozen for putting up the Hunter Biden story, which is total bullshit. They wouldn't allow people to share it on private messages between, you know, just individuals and it's totally bullshit i mean this was the story of the century guys it really was okay the vice president of the united states who was then running for the to be a to be the president allowed his crackhead son to sit on the board of a natural gas energy company in ukraine the most corrupt country in europe yeah, not only that, I mean, everyone, listen, everybody knew he was a crackhead. This wasn't a secret. He could not go more than 20 minutes in a meeting without going to the bathroom to hit the crack pipe. He talks about it in his book. He bragged about smoking crack with Marion Barry, you know, the, the black guy, mayor in D.C. that was arrested for just trying to buy crack. He went to jail because he's black, but Hunter Biden, no, he brags about smoking crack on Air Force Two on his way to Ukraine to do business with a bunch of crooks, basically. And then, I mean, and what, 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 when was it? They, and then Hunter Biden, not Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, it's confusing, all right? This is why you can't be president and have your son doing all these business deals because it's confusing, okay? But anyways, when... They made like a big deal about it because Burisma was under investigation for, well, multiple things, tax fraud, money laundering, and also um, writing permits to like their companies because Burisma was a holding company. But anyways, we'll get to that in a second. But how does Joe Biden deal with all this? He goes over to Ukraine and tells the new president, Pro Procinco, the chocolate king, anyways, tells him that if the prosecutor, Victor, Victor Shinko, 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 uh, Victor Shinko, I think. Anyways, Victor Shinko, I can't remember all these names. I have them written down on notes, but I don't want to look at my notes, but I, I, I will eventually. But anyways, so he goes to Ukraine, tells the president if the prosecutor is not fired, by the time I leave here in the next four hours, you're not getting your billion dollars in aid. Then Biden goes on TV and brags about it and says, oh, yeah, I got the son of a bitch fired. But fast forward five years later, four or five years later, when Trump was president, and then he asked the new president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, to look into the Burisma investigation, they bring him up on impeachment charges. What the fuck is going on? This makes no sense at all. So you can threaten to have a prosecutor in another country fired because your son's on the board. But if you, another president comes along and asks the president to look into the Burisma investigation, it's, it's an impeachable offense. Makes no sense. But if you're wondering about Burisma, so... It was a natural energy, or the, it was a private natural gas company in Ukraine. And it was started, founded by this guy named Mikolo Shavalsky. I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't speak Russian. Anyways, Mikolo, or Mikola, Mikola Shavalsky, whatever. Anyways, 
But this guy was also the minister of ecology and natural resources for Ukraine. So it was his office that was in charge of writing permits. So drilling permits, land permits, anywhere where you'd want to drill and extract gas, or even the um, experimental drilling where you would maybe, I guess, come up with the idea that there's going to be so much natural gas in this one area, and it's going to be available for however many years. Anyways, so he wrote the permits for it. But he was under investigation for writing the permits to the, all of the companies that were under his holding company. And the reason this is important is because in Ukraine, they had private land, they also have public land, and a lot of the permits that he wrote were public land. And I guess under their law, you have to do an auction or something similar to that. So anyway, so that took away tax money. So he was under investigation for years, okay? And if you if you really want to get into it, I'm going to have to put my glasses on to read this. But anyways, you the emails, they have the emails, okay? So we know Hunter Biden joined Burisma. It was somewhere around April 15th, 16th, something like that. And here is and if, another thing that's important to note is shortly after Joe Biden became vice president, Hunter Biden... Um, Devin Archer and the stepson of John Kerry started a investment fund, Rosemont Seneca, because, you know, they're going to have the inside scoop of, you know, what companies and corporations need investing in. And, you know, because his dad was vice president. So anyways, <clears throat> and yes, if you're if you're wondering, yes, he did. He also invested in a lot of companies that invested in the Wuhan Virology Lab, but that's for a different episode because I didn't find out about that till recently. So anyways, this email was sent to, oh, and it's also, I also want to note that the stepson of John Kerry, I don't remember his name because he's sort of irrelevant because after Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma, he quit Rosemont Seneca because it was illegal. This I mean, this company was corrupt big time. Anyways, so this email was sent to Devin Archer from Hunter Biden on April 13th because Devin Archer joined the board of Burisma a few weeks before Hunter Biden did. So this is, a, I mean, you, you can get online, just Google Hunter Biden emails and you'll find a bunch of stuff. But anyways... So he's explaining to Devin Archer that Proshenko appears to be the next likely president and determining our team's relationship with him is important. He is credible with the West and, by all accounts, a true reformer under Ukraine standards. And then he goes on to say some sort of decentralization will likely occur in the East. If it doesn't, the Russians will continue there to escalate their destabilization stabilization campaign which could lead to a full-scale takeover of the eastern region most critically donetsk the strategic value is to create a land bridge for russia to crimea and also let's keep in mind this was in 2014 so this is before he joined before he joined the board and it's also two years before joe biden went over and asked proshenko to fire the prosecutor Victor Chinko that was the one investigating this. So this company was already being investigated before Hunter Biden joined the 
board and he knew it was being investigated. Okay. I just wanted to make that clear. And then, so after he talks about Russia's strategic value is to create a land bridge for Russia to Crimea, he goes on to say that won't directly affect Burisma holdings, but it will limit future Ukrainian exploration and utilization of offshore opportunities in particular. And then he, he goes on to say a lot of stuff um, about, you know, what America would do if Russia was to invade eastern Ukraine. And it talks about sanctions and how high the sanctions would be and how, you know, it w- would put pressure on Europe because they use Russian gas. And, you know, he calls Europe p- pussies and just a, a bunch of other stuff. But then he goes on to say uh, – because, you know, if if Russia was to, and they eventually did, you know, years later, seven years later, but if if Russia was to invade Ukraine, he talks about the high gas, gas prices, and he goes on to say, Buris, Burisma has an opportunity here to play the hero if it ignores the artificial market value their product, the artificial value of their product, and plays the national interest. I find this interesting, because they're talking about natural gas. So is the price of gas, is that, is that truly an artificial market value, like he says? And you really kind of have to have some kind of background and market in the way commodities are traded. And I am by no means a econ major. I did fuck a lot of uh, guys in uh, AEPI, which is a Jewish fraternity at IU Kelly School. Anyways, that's right up their alley. But... Commodities, especially even natural gas, I mean, it trades hands like close to what a hundred, a hundred people before its final sale. So th- that does increase, I, I, I guess the the price. But just the fact that w- at a time when all people are bitching about gas prices and natural gas, the vice president's son sent an email to his business partner talking about the artificial market value of natural gas. And we're not talking about it. This story was squashed, guys. And then he goes on to say, uh, Pakistan could play a pivotal role by providing gas at rates lower than what Russia are asking, but I doubt they would want to poke a bear. Interesting. This is the vice president's son talking about a natural gas company, holding company in Ukraine. And then he goes on to say, the pipelines across Ukraine are key to all of this. But if you but if the Ukrainians shut down the pipeline, they also shut down 60% of their energy supply and put a strangle on the European Union supplies from Russia, which the EU will never accept because they are pussies. I don't know, maybe they just like food and gas and to be able to sit around in comfort in their home, asshole. And then um then he then he goes on to say, "Oh, the best way to weather the storm, by the way, now and elections, he's a crackhead. So anyways, by the way, is to throw all in with the chocolate king. Even if he loses to Taimoshinko, <laughs> unlikely propulls as of today. Poshinko is a safe ally that can help protect him from the vultures of the moment. Because don't forget, Mykola Savalsky was being investigated by the prosecutor's office for, you know, shady dealings. Um, And then he goes on to talk about how the best thing for Burisma to do is, you know, build up their website and press release and talk about how 
they're working with America and it's an American company now and they're not going to, you know, I guess price hike them and all the blah, 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 blah. But then he also goes on to say, um, only all, uh, wait. Oh, and then then he, he gives like bullet points. So he goes like one, two, three. Anyway, so by the time you get down to like 21, he also says the contact should begin should begin now, not after the upcoming visit of my guy, which is his father, because his father went there to, um, you know, do business for him. But and, and another thing is if you really get into the emails, there's other reliable people like the stepson of John Kerry who confirms that anytime Hunter Biden refers to my guy, he's referring to his dad, Joe Biden. That's another reason why he dropped out of the Rosemont Seneca um, investment fund, because there was a, a lot of illegal stuff happening and he didn't want to get in trouble or his dad to get in trouble. So that's why he quit the investment firm. But he also goes on to say to his, he goes, buy a cell phone from 7-Eleven or CVS tomorrow and I will do the same. Totally shady. I mean, it is just... And then he goes on to say, this could be the break that we have been waiting for if they really are smart enough to understand our long-term value. If they are looking to just use us until the storm passes, then we risk far too much for far too little. We could be invaluable in expanding their operations outside of Ukraine by promoting their U.S. partnership and expertise, whether that's China, Mexico, other parts of the Black Sea, Poland, etc., Anyways, it is just so, I mean, all this stuff, I mean, just the poking the bear and, you know, we have to kiss Victor Pachinko or whatever the new president is. All, I mean, all this stuff, it is just, it is just insane. The fact that the people at Facebook and Twitter thought they had a right to keep this from the public, you know, because what, what is our president doing now? I mean, he goes on national TV and he tells the world that, you know, we're going to have food shortages and the price of food is going to skyrocket because the sanctions that are imposed on Russia aren't just imposed on Russia, but they're imposed on European countries and America as well. And then 10 minutes before he went into that little spiel, he was talking about how sanctions don't deter a country from, you know, invading another country. It just punishes them. But it's also punishing us. I mean, this makes no sense. I mean, is this guy trying to blow the midterms or is it just the dementia talking? And he does. He has dementia. It's in the emails. There is There are emails of Hunter Biden speaking with Secret Service about his father's dementia. And we put this son of a bitch in office, okay? And now he's telling us there's going to be food shortages. I mean, and what about Kamala Harris? What does she have to say? Nothing. She doesn't say anything at all. All she does is laugh because she's a nitrous freak or something. I think I think she's I think she takes nitrous, and I I wouldn't blame her either. I mean, she's laughing all the way to the bank with her book deal that she's gonna get. And you know what? Get that money, girl. I'm I'm not being like antagonistic about that seriously get that money girl and then who's i'm just saying we're not in good hands i mean who's next in line nancy pelosi she's on her last facelift okay this is whoa but 
whatever. It's just it's just American politics. These are the oligarchs. We bitch all the time about the Russian oligarchs. These are our oligarchs. All right. But I mean, when you think about it, I, I don't know if these people are just oblivious to how the world works. I mean, I know I don't, but just by doing a little bit of research, I learned that sanctioning Russia is actually bad for the economy. Russia is the number one exporter of wheat. They're number two for natural gas and crude oil. And then, you know, then you have people like Stephen Colbert, who goes on TV and brags, oh, well, I don't care. I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Really, asshole? All the raw materials that went into making that Tesla came from Russia. They're number one for commodities. Everything that goes into the, the electric batteries, the cobalt and the sil silver and all these metals, they all come from Russia. And we're sanctioning them. I mean, it is so... It's just... It's unbelievable, actually, when you when you step back and think about it and whatever. I mean, I just think I, I think Putin's just up there and he's just like, let him eat corn. Right. I mean, America will be fine. We, I mean, Africa might starve. I mean, pretty much all of Russia's wheat goes to Africa, but America will be fine. We have we are no short supply of corn, corn and porn. That's what we are good at. And I know they're trying to always push STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics on, you know, especially women. They're trying to get more women in the STEM field. And they've done studies on this. They have. And it turns out the less gender equal a country is, the more women in the STEM field. And the more equal gender equal a country is, the less women in the STEM field. American women prefer being sluts to scientists. And can you blame them? You want to go to school in all that time for science and technology and mathematics, and you know what's going to happen? You're going to end up being some chemist in a Dorito lab trying to figure out the, the best ratio for fat and carbs for the next special edition flavor of the month. Corn-fed pussy. That's corn-fed pussy. Do, do you need MSN to make your mouth water with corn-fed pussy? Probably not. Anyways, I know. I'm such a... I, do, you, do you like Doritos? I love Doritos. Obviously, I don't eat Doritos. I have a gluten intolerance, and I really don't eat carbs. But, because I'm, I'm older, and, you know, I, I can't do that. But I do. I love Doritos. Those were my favorites. And I miss the old ones. Remember the old Doritos? They were harder, and they were more triangular, and not as round. But people complained because it scratched their throats because they're lazy fascist swine pigs who can't chew their food anyways but yeah I, I i liked the uh what is it the the spicy sweet chili that one was my favorite but i honestly if you're gonna put like especially when you think of original doritos if after they changed it and so they're not as hard they're softer and they're not they're more round i just don't think you can put that much cheese flavor on something that small i don't and it's gross. But anyways, I like the old Doritos better. I think it's kind of like Trevor Noah, uh, right? I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still the Daily Show. But I just like Jon Stewart better. There, I said it. I don't care. Listen, your show sucks. Come on. The Daily Show kind of sucks right now. I'm funnier than Trevor Noah. 
Well, maybe the writers, okay? Seriously, the writers suck. I am a one-woman show over here, okay? I write, I produce, I have to do all the editing. Me, myself, and I. Those are my pronouns. Me, myself, and I. And that's also my love language. So somebody invest in me, please. Seriously, somebody invest in me. Because I'm, I have to do like one, two, three, four. I declare a tit war with Britney Spears. And I'm sick of that bitch too. Every time I get on Instagram, there she is with her tits out, dancing around, spinning around. I don't know, like doing some tribal dance like it's Custard's last stand before menopause. And if that pisses you off, fuck you too. I, and listen, I like Britney Spears. I do. And I was looking at her Instagram because how could you not? Like, it's just, she's just like this 24-7. Anyways, but I was reading the comments and somebody called her dancing out for cultural appropriation. I mean, th these are the fascists. I mean, these are the fascists that come from Yale and Harvard. They're, they live in their gated communities and they go to these great prestigious schools and they come out and what do they do with their top-notch education? They call it Britney Spears for cultural appropriation, for dancing in her damn living room. Are you kidding me? There's, first off, there is no such thing as cultural appropriation, okay? Because art... And, and all the stuff that people want to consider that can be appropriated, all that stuff comes from the ecosystem. Wake up, people, okay? And I was reading, I was reading an article on Vice about how white girls aren't allowed to wear hoop earrings anymore because it's considered considered cultural appropriation. Please listen. Are, listen, are you listen? White girls can't can't wear hoop earrings, but drag queens get to wear whatever the hell they want. I mean, come on. Listen, I think Vice should go back to writing articles about the time they hooked up with their polyamorous drug dealer. What? It's relatable. Seriously, it totally is relatable. I just went to my polyamorous drug dealer the other night because it, drug dealers and polyamory, it's they, they go together like... I, I don't I don't know like carbs and fat it's a it's a perfect ratio anyways and you it's not like the pulp fiction I think that's probably where Quentin, Quentin Tarantino came up with that but anyways no these people are cuckoo far left liberals because I'm a liberal atheist so naturally I gravitate towards the same kind of people but anyways I went there to get some weed and they were watching they're always watching uh Rachel Maddow at night Anyways, I'm just like, we get it, Rachel. You're smarter than Ellen. I start dancing or I'm changing the channel. Anyways, guys. Yeah, seriously, you know what? Someone invest in me, please, for the love of God. I'm so, I mean, what do I got to do? I mean, uh, my life is just wasting away doing this stuff. Like the fact that I now have to figure out how to edit and relearn how to do sound. It's so Oh my God, it's so depressing. And I'll probably actually refilm this entire thing again because I fucked up a lot of stuff and I forgot a bunch of stuff because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I really don't. I, I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Anyways, but that was Comedy's Dead. 